Father's Day was was pretty good. Uh, we uh, look at my Father's just, Day gift. I, I can't see it. Oh, nice! We got merch. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Jess got that for me, and she goes, right. "You can drink it with your right hand." I was like, "Okay, uh, free advertising." Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, my my Father's Day gift is right here. That's perfect. And, uh, what's What's cool about this is I can open it up without messing things up here. Is that the so that's this year. Yeah. That was Father's Day last year. Look at that. Father's Day the year before. Nice. And look at that. Yeah. So, so it just grows. Yeah. That's cool. And, wow. I didn't realize how much so that's Pull it to your left a little bit. There you go. So Magdalena here yeah. and Anna, Anna here, God. they look like identical. Almost, yeah. That's crazy. So isn't it so strange to just like look back at pictures of your kids and you're like, why do I not remember that? <laughs> <laughs> like, man, which I don't know. it's funny. Yeah. I'll look back at pictures of Jack and I'm like, oh my gosh, I do I'm not so... remember. Like, I want to remember and I'm glad There's... that I have pictures yeah. to remember. Yeah. But it's like, my goodness, like, I don't remember him that little and that, yeah. like, just purely innocent looking, right? Mm -hmm. Just, just like, it's, it's insane. It makes me feel like <laughs> life's on fast forward, which it does you... kind of feel like it is, yeah. does it not? I mean... Mm -hmm. Ever since, I mean, really, ever since I graduated college, it just feels like every year gets a little bit shorter yeah. and a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter. Yeah, it's like, and, and this this is kind of an army thing that I've I've come to realize is that it's like long days but fast weeks. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And and I mean, just think about it. We're already almost done with June. It's the third week of June. I like, know. I know. It's crazy. Huh. Which no. hopefully, I mean, with this podcast, hopefully that can, we can reflect on those things and try yeah. to remember. So, I don't know. But, hey, it's time for the Two Chaps podcast. Are you ready for this? Uh, sure. Okay. Are you? I'm ready, man. I, I've right. been. Do you know how long I have been trying to just get a solid podcast going? Yeah. Like, whether it was the sports thing that kind of fell or... You know, the other stuff, like this one, every everyone kind of had that, like, I don't really know if this is, like, this one feels right. Yeah. It, it does, like, the gut feels good on this one. So, here we go. Yep. All right. Hey, everybody, this is AJ and Coleman. With a brand new podcast for you called the Two Chaps Pod. Yeah. Because we are two chaplains from the United States Army Reserve. We actually served together for about two more weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. A month, but really. Yeah. Um, and I have learned a lot from, from Coleman. Hopefully, 
it's been reciprocal, though I know that it's not entirely <laughs> reciprocal. Um, but it has been fantastic. We're, we both write for Uncalled Dad, something that uh, is very pressed upon our hearts to share. And so now we're going to do this podcast called The Two Chaps Pod. And it's just something that has been an outpouring of conversations that have gone on in the chaplain's office. <laughs> that are going to deal with just about anything and everything, life-related, faith-related, family-related, but it's going to kind of have some guardrails. So, Coleman, talk to him a little bit about those guardrails. Well, sure. So, yeah, it's AJ, Adam. Which one do you prefer to be called? Because that's 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 always weird to me because I, I know you as— I know, I, I, I know, I know. But here's the thing. As far as the Internet is concerned— my mm -hmm. name is AJ. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Any book that I write, any blog that I write is AJ. AJ. Yeah. My real friends know me as Adam. There we go. <laughs> so as AJ pointed out, yeah, this is a podcast can be conversations focusing on being men, being husbands, being fathers, and really kind of considering what we've learned in the chaplaincy through the army, through our, our time together there. Uh, and also combining that with biblical wisdom, and mm. there are different types of formats that we're we're considering uh, in, in going forward with this. The framework that we're thinking of using is really straight from the uh, kind of the chaplain's handbook, I guess. AR one sixty five, I guess. Uh, Let's not quote doctrine but, uh, to him in that way because they'll yeah, be like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but we, we, as chaplains, you know, we, there are uh, three competencies that we have and two capabilities that we are supposed to uh, employ. And the competencies are to nurture the living, care for the wounded, and honor the fallen or honor the dead. It, the wording changed uh, a little while ago, and I can't remember which exactly it is. Um, I believe so, it's fallen. Is it fallen now? I think they change so, it from dead to soften to, it to, to fallen fall a little bit, you know. So uh, so those are kind of like the three uh, frameworks that we're, we're using in, in talking about life yeah. um, as a dad, as a husband, as a father, uh, as a as a man, as a because that's that's the other side of this is uh, we're both dads. We're both mm -hmm. husbands, obviously. Husband comes first. Dad comes second. That's it, how it should be. Um, but this is also intended for, for young men and for broader audiences, but definitely, and I talked about this Sunday, um, I kind of get a little ahead of myself, talked That's about okay. this sun, Sunday in, in my sermon on Father's Day. The sermon was not on Father's Day. It took place on the day that was Father's Day. It was on um, what, what we call the, the first article of the creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Um, and, and in talking about it, we reflect on uh, what is known as Luther's small catechism. And he begins every section of it as the head of the family should teach his household in mm -hmm. a simple way. And, and, and the point to that is it is our responsibility as men to lead our families, to lead yes. our households in the truth that God has given to us. Um, and, and that's really when we think about giving that truth to our families, that's nurturing the living. They're the ones that are here with us. Uh, and so it is imperative for us to give that truth, to nurture their souls, to guide their hearts and minds, to cling to this truth and to rely upon it when time gets 
times get tough. And that, mm-hmm. that gets kind of to the second uh, competency in, in the chaplain corps uh, of caring for the wounded. Uh, when we think about uh, what we get to do as chaplains, as pastors, as, as men, period, we are, are there to uh, care for those who are hurting. Mm-hmm. In the pastoral role, it is by proclaiming truth, proclaiming the forgiveness of sins, proclaiming uh, the good news uh, of Jesus Christ, of his death, resurrection, and uh, ascension, and his coming again, which a lot of people don't hear as good news, but it really is. Yes. Uh, you know, and that hope that we have in the future, and uh, that, that hope that we have right now, the promise that he's given to us, especially in those times where we are wounded, where we're hurting whether our own sin or the effects of sin in the world. And then that's always to lead to um, that final kind of end state, which, yeah, in the chaplain court sounds kind of negative, honor the fallen. Yeah. Um, but but really from where we're, we're coming from, or I, I think we should come from, this has to do with honoring um, those who have gone before us, particularly yeah. the, the heroes of faith, particularly Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and and how do we honor him in what we do? Um, so and that 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 resides on us as men to uh, teach that, or to even if we're if we're not teaching it, to make sure that it is happening with mm-hmm. our our families. Um, and if you're just a, a single man, an unwed man um, without a family, to make sure that that's happening in your congregation. There there's a huge, uh, I mean, that's the biggest statistic in terms of whether children stay in the church or not is whether uh the fathers go with yeah. the family to church and so if the young I saw men something like not to cut you off but i saw something yeah. like 93 percent yeah dads who attend church with their families yeah like it impacts their children yeah and, and their then, faith and, and then the drop off when it's just one parent yep. or a mother mm-hmm. is like 40 percent. so i mean there's yeah. this huge disparity but for those young men that aren't married yet, that they are being trained to be those yeah. men who will lead their families and who will be faithful to God's word um, and deliver God's word to yeah. their families, to their wife first and then to their children. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, in those two, uh, those three competencies, there's the capabilities of, well, what do we do with that? That is provide and advise. And that's yeah. kind of what uh, you had, had mentioned as really following under the follow falling under uh, the category of discipleship. Yeah. And so for sure. I don't know if you want to. Yeah. So yeah. for, for this podcast, like this, it, one of the things that I, I think is so important and is so, is something that one, I think that we do really well and hopefully other people will be able to join in with us, which we see when we're at battle assemblies, because people just kind of <laughs> come into our conversations as it <laughs> yes. is, right? Like sure. it yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. this is a conversation this is all this is going and it's going to revolve around those things nurturing the living caring for the wounded honoring the fallen because those things do look different in different aspects right mm-hmm. nurturing the living like yeah our our first responsibility is to our wife and then to our children but those are not the only relationships that we have Aren't there we are in society to be a part of society and to impact society. So how can we also nurture the relationships that we have socially? We actually wrote a post on Uncultured Dad about the four domains of growth for men. 
mm-hmm. right? Physical, spiritual, emotional, mm-hmm. um, and uh, social. With like social growth and and maturity is important, which also falls in line with the army's you know standard of, of health as well, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which is quoted. You can find that on Uncultured Dad. The the link to the <laughs> army document is there. We're not going to bog you down with army doctrine, but at the same time, we want to like. We want to create a space where we can have these types of conversation because wounded doesn't always look like a battle injury. Right. Wounded could be emotional. Right. It could be the trauma that you carry from childhood because maybe you weren't raised by a great man. Maybe there's trauma from that and there's ways in which we can help maybe speak into or help you in that journey. It's very important. And then honoring the fallen – it agree 100% like you know I'm a history guy I've taught history I love history there's innumerable lessons that we can learn from history but then I also told you and I think you agree with this there's also the aspect of like honoring the fallen is also a legacy issue right like what kind of legacy are we leaving when we are the fallen right Mm -hmm. and so that's important but for us discipleship is huge and that's where providing the religious support as chaplains advising the command on moral and ethical issues all gets lumped into as dads and as husbands mm-hmm. these competencies or these capabilities right of, yeah. of, of providing and advising and that's yeah. what we do yeah. and I it's it's why I get so excited about this because I think yeah. that it, it there's there's you could run the gamut on anything like it, anything that needs to be talked about can be talked about yeah absolutely uh and and to go back to the wounded part that is a that is a serious thing to for us to consider you know the we yeah we deal with guys that or and and women for that mm-hmm. matter that get physical injuries yes but the the biggest killer in the army is the the mental and mm-hmm. the emotional and ultimately spiritual because they're you can't really separate them uh, no. and, and that's i i i mean that's the army cannot be a hundred percent religious. It's just, it's in our constitution can't it be that way. Be. And, and it shouldn't be. You're right. Um, but, uh, the issues that people encounter in mm-hmm. the army have that spiritual dimension. And that's where you and I as, as chaplains get to come in and try to speak to that. Ultimately, hopefully get them to, uh, the, the truth, which is Jesus Christ crucified and risen for the forgiveness of your sins. Um, but you know, that's, uh, uh, but on this podcast, we can freely express that. Oh, we can. Yes, we um, can. <laughs> and, and that is, I, I would say that's the first thing to, to really hammer home that all of this and all that we're doing, um, all of our life, the, the things that we carry out in terms of how we treat our wives, how we treat our families, what we do for them, um, how we conduct ourselves, all of it centers around this man, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the reason that is so important is because he is Lord. Um, when we say that, that means everything, the entire cosmos is in his hands. Mm-hmm. And even more, he took those hands and had them nailed to a cross on Calvary to pay for the entire rebellion against the creator. And, and Cosmic so, treason against right, the king. Yeah. yeah. And, and so to to ground all of that in that truth and to say, you know what? Life is worth living because he lives, because mm-hmm. he reigns, yeah. um, and because he has promised to be with us. Uh, that was the 
we had Matthew 28, the uh, you know what what people call the Great Commission, mm-hmm. as a reading a couple Sundays ago, and uh, it was actually it was actually what I used as the basis for uh, our chapel mm-hmm. sermon or chapel um, service uh, a couple weeks ago too, and, and it, it is just such a wonderful promise. That's there. That these are the last words that Jesus gives in the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. I am with you always until the end of the age. And it's like, what, what more could you ask for? I mean, right, right. So, so it, it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. We like to laugh. We like to make fun of each other because <laughs> we are not of the same denomination. Correct. But we both love Jesus significantly. Uh, so there might be some barbs going back and forth that's, which is cool true. none of it's in offense we all love each other uh just... equally <laughs> whatever we're not gonna get too we're, deep uh, yeah. in to let's that just, but... let's just put it i'm the right denomination <laughs> aj a, aj is working on it we'll put it like that uh, uh, again no endorser uh, i'm not working on it <laughs> i stand uh, firm on the truth of <laughs> right. what i signed on for but but this space, if if there was one thing that you could tell to somebody listening right now, what can this space do for them? What can this podcast be for them? Um, I guess my one word, and 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 I just realize this might be a cliche church buzzword, but I think it is absolutely it's biblical uh is encouragement um that's you know that's what i hope we can do um for those who listen to us uh be it dad husband dad um yeah young men or young women who just go what are these two knuckleheads talking about (laughs) (laughs) um but i i i seriously i think that that's it and I, i think we live in a culture uh, today, hence uncultured dad, where uh, we are being discouraged of, yes. you know, this is this is how God created you as a man to be. Um, and that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And embrace that and live that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's all lived in light of the man, the true. Uh, I mean, when we think about and this this does kind of get into, um, you know, kind of a uh, maybe in the weeds of doctrinal stuff, but when we think about who is the most human, mo- most true human that ever lived was Jesus because he was without mm-hmm. sin, yeah. which all other men and women have been infected with. He lived as the most true human. And so grounding it in him as the true man and and the Lord, realizing what it is, what gift it is to be... Um, given this biologically by God. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, also with that, the gifts that come with it as becoming a husband mm-hmm. um, and, and becoming a dad to be encouraged in those things that, that these are, and, and did this, uh, said this on the father's day devotion, um, which you can check out on uh, our social media platform yeah. somewhere. Uh, maybe we could put a link and in Facebook and TikTok. It's all yeah. over. Right. Uh, but it, 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 when asked, what does it mean to be a dad? And I would, I would equate, I would put husband in there as well. Yeah. It is a sacred vocation, a Absolutely. sacred calling. Yeah. It is a blessing. It is a gift from God. 
And and when we believe that, when we take that to heart, um, that can really change our perspective on how things are going, whether whether we're in a rocky time with our marriage, mm-hmm. um, whether we're having you know some dysfunction with our children, uh, whether you know we're trying to figure out how how our family unit fits into wherever we're living, whatever we're going through at that time, when we realize this is a gift from God and he's entrusted you with that, with your wife, with your children, with your occupation, wherever that is, uh, to realize, again, going back to that promise, I am with you always until the end of the age. So what would your answer be? Yeah, well, I'm glad that you said encouragement. And I want to get back to the sacred vocation thing because there was something that I wanted to kind of curtail off of that. Okay. But for me, I think the one word or one thing when it comes to this podcast is hope. And it ties into what I was going to say with the sacred vocation thing because it is 100% it is a sacred vocation. 100% it is a huge responsibility that we've been entrusted with these things as men for our families, our wives, all of that. But it's not easy. Yeah. It really is not easy. It, mm-hmm. It's really tough because there are some days where the tank is emptied. And as you told me one time, and I'm going to steal it from you, <laughs> it's really hard to pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And I think being able to fill up cups and provide hope, specifically mm-hmm. the hope that Peter talks about that's undefiled and never fades away. right? Yep. Yeah. Just providing hope, I think, is so that hope and encouragement, hope and encouragement, mm-hmm. hope and encouragement, right? Like yeah. those things, because as as your worst day here on earth is going to suck, and that's okay. It's okay that it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to admit that it sucks. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. need to be real about that. We need to be honest about that. And yeah. we need to also understand that the we need to understand that even though it does suck, we are promised that we're not alone exactly. while it sucks. Exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, and I would refer it, uh, specifically on that point to an article that I wrote that's on, on culture dead on, on, um, on you can't prayer. tell this is two chaps podcast uh, from uncultured dead. dead. Like right. it's all tied together. <laughs> right. Um, but on praying and particularly praying the Psalms in Psalm 88, yeah. Um, because that, that yeah. is one of the, that is one of the things that I think we run into. And this is, this is extremely true in the army. Um, when you, you think about it, it, it in the military in general, but our experience has been in the army. For sure. Um, you get trained to such a level that you're supposed to be able to handle all these things. And all of a sudden when something comes along that is unforeseen, um, that is, you're not prepared for it. You don't have a plan to deal with it, that it kind of shocks you. And there's, I, I and I've seen this in, in guys that I worked with previously, there's this breakdown of, well, I'm supposed to be the best at this, or I, you know, I, I have shown that I can overcome all these things. Why is this so difficult? And the problem it, where that ends up going is they keep that inside and it just keeps eating at them versus uh, you know, actually conversing about it, um, and especially from the the spiritual aspect of it, bringing it to God in prayer and saying, "God, this is something, you know, 
outside of my control, but it's never beyond your control. Mm-hmm. Help me to trust you through that. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a the uh, importance of c- continuing to, to, to continue to believe that promise. Yeah. I am with you always until the end of the age. Um, so yeah, there's there's that definite. Um, you know, we we, and that's the, what's ironic in in some ways. I since we're two. Since this is the two chaps pod, yeah. we can talk more army stuff with it. Um, when you think about our own programs for like uh, SHARP, which is mm-hmm. for, uh, the sexual harassment and rape prevention um, program, uh, the EEO equal opportunity um, uh, uh, program, uh, even suicide prevention program, all of those are geared towards giving people courage mm-hmm. to speak up to address yes. those issues, mm-hmm. um, which is just, there's, like I said, there's, there's, it's good on the army that they realize the only way we, we have to tell our soldiers to talk about these things in yes. order to move forward. And it's important to note how the army defines courage. Cause it's one thing to say, yeah. be courageous, mm-hmm. right? But what does it actually mean to be courageous? Well, a very simple definition that has been posted as our quote of the day. I think on Memorial Day it was. But courage is not the absence of fear, but it's the ability to put fear aside and do what is necessary or right in any situation, whether that is the stuff you were talking about, whether that is men talking about emotions or sucky Mm -hmm. days. Like that in and of itself is courageous. And uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's important that those yeah. conversations are had continually, continually. Yeah. I, I mean, one of, you know, C.S. Lewis is a guy that, that we tend to quote, tend to talk about, tend to. <sighs> he's quite um, quotable. Uh, yeah, he, he is. I mean, and he's deservedly so. I literally um, have a book on my shelf called The Quotable the Qu- Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I mean, one of the things that he says is courage it, like he talks about virtues and all that. And he says that courage is the highest one because it's every other virtue on there uh, mm-hmm. uh, that you can name hangs on courage, having the courage to carry it out. And I, I, yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, so, so let's do this. We've, we've kind oh. of introduced ourselves in the podcast. We've mm-hmm. also both posted a video for father's day, kind of getting our faces out there. So people are, you know, more aware of what they're looking at, even though, you know, <laughs> Might personal not be preference the most... on that. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, Totally up to the user's call on that one. Uh, yeah. But give us uh, a little background, what you do, uh, how you got into the army. I think, I think yeah. like kind of our military resume and civilian resume would not exhaust sure. it, of course, but sure. just, you know, let them know who they're dealing with. Who are these yeah. two chaps that are talking at them about courage and all this other stuff? Yeah. So um, we'll start. Uh, maybe we'll go backwards in time. So that's fine. Uh, I'm Coleman, I'm married. Uh, I have three children right now, and I serve as a pastor in southern Michigan. I uh, two congregations, actually, and serve in the United States Army Reserves. This is uh, my 16th total year in uh, the Army. Uh, eight of those were active duty. That's what I did before uh went into the Reserves. Before I, When I ended active duty, I ended my contract on August 2nd, and I started seminary on August 27th of that year. So uh, been four years of seminary, 
in St. Louis, Concordia, St. Louis, and got placed in a church up here. And that's how I got my reserve duty up here. Uh, my enlisted time when I was in the Army, I served as a Special Forces medic um, and uh, got to jump out of planes, got to see a lot of cool stuff, got to go through some rough stuff too. Um, that's part of that was part of my reason for becoming a chaplain. Um, there were uh, suicide; it was very prevalent uh, where I served, and um, I, I and again it was kind of these these things that we've been talking about already. Um, for some of the guys, I, I'm not convinced it would have changed them um, from what they had determined to do. But there's there's a part of me that no one should ever. Uh, get to the point where they don't think they're forgiven from their for their yeah. sins and that God loves them and will take care of them even if it doesn't look like it at that point. Yes. That, so that was a huge driving force of going into um, the ministry or actually actually recovering uh, a kind of uh, a call from my younger days uh, to be a minister. I grew up in Kentucky and um, was uh, in in love with church. Like it was uh, so a little more personal history. Um, my parents got divorced when I was about 10, um, t uh, 10 to 11 uh, years old. And really at that time, the church became kind of a, a stable point for me. And, and that was where, you know, my 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 love for Jesus grew. Um, and then as that grew, my my love for the Bible grew and went through some interesting times in high school and college. Um, uh, and I have to, uh, I have to commend, uh, some of my Baptist and uh -huh. uh, more, uh, more, uh, uh, fundamentalist friends, I guess. And I, I know that word gets it thrown does. out and it and gets is, bastardized. I mean, uh, let's be yeah. honest, it has yeah. gotten completely bastardized lately. Yeah. Um, uh, but for, for helping me to, to see, uh, even more clearly what it is that I believe uh, and not really what I believe, but what yeah. the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's, that's a, that's another interesting and you know, this could be a discussion later. Um, it can be. The, uh, yeah. The only reason, the only reason I believe is because God said, here's the Holy spirit. Yeah. Now he, uh, he's going to work in your heart and mind uh, and, and listen to my word. And, and so, yeah. Um, so I, I, I do have to give credit to uh, 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 some of my Baptist friends for uh, challenging me to actually, you know, if you're a Christian, hold to it. Uh, let's let's yeah. see, you know, and um, of course, then I came out on the other side and said, well, I agree with you, Baptists, on a lot of things. You, you hold a very good high view of Scripture and uh, the inerrancy and infallibility um, and sufficiency of it. But there's a couple of things we need to, you know. <laughs> But anyways, uh, Iron out. yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's also been the joy of being a chaplain is to be able to, uh, you know, talk with you about these things, um, to have these deeper theological discussions mm -hmm. uh, that that you you might not get with just your average Joe or um, I mean, if you're if you're if you're fortunate that you have a good laity in your in your church congregation members, whatever, however you call them that that want to discuss these things. That's great, but a lot of them just haven't been trained enough yeah. in, in and, and to have those types of conversations. So to be able to to, to talk with you and with our other, um, you, you know, uh, members of our our 
entire unit ministry team, you know, mm-hmm. and to have those conversations are, are, yeah. have been really fun and, and beneficial. Um, so, so yeah, that's basically, yeah, that, that's kind of my that's story. You. Yeah. Well, my, uh, mine's a little different, <laughs> not a special forces medic by any, uh, stretch of the imagination, but, um, I've always had an affinity for the military, whether it's my history background, uh, you know, as a history teacher in Texas, um, I'm, let me start over. I grew up in Michigan in a pastor's home. Mm-hmm. I went away to college and then came back and worked at that church that I grew up in as the youth pastor for three years. Um, and then just needed to set out. And I set out to Texas uh, on my own, got a teaching certificate and taught history, Texas history of all things. The <laughs> Michigander teaching Texas history because that's how they roll in the great old state of Texas. The Republic of Texas. The Repu- <laughs> oh, an entire unit on the Republic of Texas. You want to know about Santa Ana and Sam Houston and, and doggone any of those, like Davy Crockett fighting at yeah. the Alamo, I'm your guy. In fact, I took Jess, my wife, we went to San Antonio one year for our anniversary, and I got to like put on the old teaching hat and be like, so let's talk about this, right? Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I moved back to Michigan when my son was one years old, and uh, my teaching certificate had a little bit of a hiccup, so I had to like go through the process all again. was having a lot of trouble finding a job. and could not find a job as a teacher in Michigan, uh, except for in one district, which was a terrible district to work in, just <laughs> bad leadership. Just, But it was the only job, right? So... You end up taking it. Well, it was miserable. It was as miserable as I thought it was going to be. And then one night in November, I still had a resume on Indeed.com. And um, it was the Army Reserve saying, hey, we saw your resume. Would you be interested in joining the Chaplain Corps? And I was like, that's interesting. Because Mm -hmm. previous to that, previous to even moving to Michigan, like my study of history is Civil War, World War II. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I I just have an affinity for those two things, a a love for the military, all those things like has always been something that has kind of burned in the back of my mind. (laughs) Even wrote a book about my grandfather and his two brothers that went off to war in World War Two. And uh, I talked to my wife and she's like, yeah, you should do that. That sounds perfect. And I was like, "Okay." like if she signs off on it, then I'm I'm 100 (laughs) percent in. Right. Like. For sure. She's never led me astray before. So I signed up, and I signed up, and they lost my fingerprints four times. So I had to get fingerprinted (laughs) five times. Um, And then finally got my orders. I took my my oath of office in December of 2019 and finally got my orders to our unit to learn under you and another chaplain in February of 2020. When my first drill was supposed to be April of 2020. And we right. all know yeah. there's no reason to relitigate what happened <laughs> yeah. in the past. But my entire first year of military service, unlike yours, which was active duty in hua hua, right? Was spent behind a computer screen. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was, yeah. and, and we talked about this one of the first drills that we were actually in person together where I was like, and I, I, I made a statement to you, which you said you had never heard before, when I said, I've just got this imposter syndrome just uh, just swirling around my head. Yeah. Like, I'm here, but I'm not really, like, I don't belong, yeah. right? Because yeah. I had never put on a uniform. 
I had never read Army. I had never been to basic, like none of that stuff, right? And so there was, for me, this huge, um, I would say almost culture shock Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, right? Yeah. Because it's one thing to go through like the Army education online behind a computer screen. It's a completely different thing to stand in a formation in front of your, your, you know, your first sergeant and, and him calling commands and you're like, I'll just watch what everybody else does. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And just fake it until you make it, right? Yeah. Because that's life in the Army Reserve. Yeah. Yeah. And especially uh, in, in your case, coming in as a, a lieutenant, that you are going to be called sir. Yeah. For, you know, and, and it's like, I don't even know who you guys so, are. So you... <laughs> literally, that happened to me because yeah. I went up to the unit before, like, it was like December. Before my first mm. drill, I went up yeah. to uh, – they had, like, equipment for me and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so I get there, and our S1 meets me, yeah. and he's like uh, – he asked me a question, and I said, <laughs> yes, sir, just out of general politeness <laughs> right. yeah. because yeah. the southern in me, for whatever reason, always – and yeah. the first words I heard – an army person say to me was, <laughs> sir, you do not have to call me sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, a different world. I yeah. get it. My bad. It won't happen again. It was just that form yeah. of form, force of habit. Yeah. But you're, you're, yeah, I'm uh, learning. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's the other, uh, so interesting thing about the army is you're, you will always learn because each yeah. position that you move up, um, each different unit that you're with, all the people, you mm-hmm. know, all, everything is, is um, I mean, there's a standard, but there's also peculiarities with, with each of each of those things. Yeah. Um, something you, you, you mentioned that, uh, and I, I think it's just uh, it, as culture shock uh, to come into the army. And, and that's very true because, and I, and this is kind of part of why I like our, our uh, the concept of, of, our being chaplains and discussing these things coming from somewhat of an army framework, because uh, as we talked about in our, our question and answer podcast that uh, we did a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the, that we talked about, you know, how does the church kind of fit in with culture and the church in it, in one way creates its own culture. Well, the army is a perfect example. The military in general is a perfect example that you take somebody off the street and you basically try to get them to forget every part yep. of their identity mm-hmm. and then build them up as this, this person that they uh, are supposed to be in order to accomplish All they a can mission. be, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, Which is uh, not the tagline anymore. Uh, yeah, but it's – no, it's coming back. I, is I it think coming they, back? I think they changed it. Yeah, I think it, I think it is be all you can be now. Um, like, Yeah. I'm almost certain you'll have to look that up. I will have to look but, that up. But but there is, you know, this sense of and it's not to say that you lose your complete identity as sure. a person. Right. Um, but you realize that now you're conforming to something that's greater than you, which there's a lot of strength in that. But there can also be a lot of pressure in that, too, yes. because that's uh, and especially as reservist, where this is not our normal life mm-hmm. um, in, in the sense of 24 hours a day. We're, yeah. we're, uh, carrying out those tasks of whatever, mm-hmm. whatever we've been assigned. Um, so that, that is, a, and that's a, that's a huge difference from where I was active duty, um, into where I am 
reserve now. I mean, that's the my primary focus in life now is and uh, on an occupation side is being pastor at, at yeah. these two congregations. Whereas when I was active, it was my unit, my team. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I they it, it, these were the uh, depending on uh, different points, six to eight to twelve guys. You know that I'm uh, that I'm I'm with, and you know that's and this is this is the life that I'm leading. You know, yep. six o'clock we're on, on post doing working PG. out, and yep. yeah, you know, five o'clock we're we're heading home, um, and we're going wherever Uncle Sam wants to send us. Uh, it, different, you know, that was I, my active duty. My first showed up um, to the unit. I got word it was like, all right, uh, you know. Our, our 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 battalion at that time was already deployed to Iraq, and it's like you got three weeks, and you'll be meeting the guys over there. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Three and weeks is <laughs> not a long time either. No, that no. is not a long time. Uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, and got over to Iraq. Let's just like right after right after showing up, and was there for four and a half months. Uh, finished the 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 tour with that battalion. Um, and yeah, so, but yeah, it was a, it was a culture. Sh- I mean, it, the army, the military is its own culture and, it, mm-hmm. and for good reason, yeah. you're, you're, you're supposed to be, to use the biblical term set apart yep. because you have a, a specific vocation to carry out that, uh, you're not requiring of civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, that's a, you know, a, another side of this that. Um, as as chaplains, part of the thing that we're trying to encourage in our guys, going back to my buzzword for this this podcast, um, encourage in our in our soldiers that we talk to is like, hey, you you guys have have this against it, noble um, responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to do things that civilians can't do. One of the right. uh, one of the greatest. Uh, it's kind of an illustration that a, a master sergeant uh, shared. Uh, this is when, when I was going through uh, SF training. And uh, he said, you know, when 9-11 happened, it was not the responsibility of those in the Twin Towers to defend the country. It's the people that put on these uniforms. Yeah. And you have to understand that you're a part of that now. Um, and so it is, it is your responsibility to fight for those people who were, were completely helpless against that type of stuff. Um, and, and that's, that's always a, a, a key thing to, to, to remember as you, as you serve in the military. Um, and that translates also to, as a dad, you're given a certain responsibility mm-hmm. by God, um, to care for your, your family, your, your wife and your, your children, um, you know, and only you can do that. So yeah. it's the uh, it's a line from the Tolkien book. I think it's the second book of the Lord of the Rings where he says, "I don't love the arrow for its swiftness, nor the warrior for his strength, mm-hmm. but I love them because of who they protect." Yeah. Or I love what they protect. Yeah. Right. And it it's all a mindset. It's all a culture, and it's all a part of like creating that own like self-created culture like we're talking mm-hmm. about right like yeah. set apart grounded in truth which ultimately is what we hope to influence with this podcast 
And hopefully, you know, through the Two Chaps pod, you can learn, you can be encouraged, you can find hope, and we'll all do Mm -hmm. it together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think that's going to tie a pretty bow on it for us tonight. (laughs) Sounds good. Good. He is Coleman Geraci. He's a chaplain in the United States Army Reserve. I am A.J. Riley, also a chaplain in the United States Army Reserve. He's actually going up to a higher uh, echelon next to a regional support group. I'm staying at the battalion level, so there's going to be a lot of stories that we can share here and there within reason, of course. All right. All focused on growing and encouraging and providing hope grounded in truth we will see you guys soon we will try to drop another episode here in the next week or two make sure you check us out make sure you subscribe and we will catch you later